Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. You found your home for real sports talk for real sports fans. 1700 KBGG. Hi, welcome back. One o'clock hour, the Ken Miller Show. Trent Condon and myself with you Monday through Friday, noon until two. Coming up this hour, we will take another look at the NFL, two of the air quote local teams. Uh, Nick Athen covers the Chiefs. He'll be by about one thirty-five. Dave Sinekin, you Packer fans can read at theheadcheese.com, theheadcheese.com. Uh, Dave will be here at one twenty-five. Dylan Montz and Tom Cakert in this segment. We start with the Ames Tribune, Dylan Montz. Uh, it's Iowa State and Oklahoma, both uh, schools playing tomorrow morning at 11 o'clock. Iowa State is about a thirty-point dog. Uh, Dylan, we we better start right at the, with the with the talker that seems to have emerged over the last day or so. I know Matt Campbell came out yesterday and uh, and texted a number of the uh, reporters uh, that cover the team, Birchie, yourself, that Jacob Park has not been suspended. There sure seems to be a lot of fire around this, Dylan. Uh, what, if anything more, do you know regarding Jacob Park's availability for Oklahoma tomorrow? Yeah, uh, really, it's all about, I know, uh, from what he told me, and uh, that's about as far as I've been able to get with, with anybody that I, I've attempted to talk to with it. I will say that, um, you know, while he's not suspended from the team, there is certainly a lot around it, and, you know, if people pay attention to the wording, um, not suspended from the team. That doesn't necessarily mean he won't play tomorrow. So it's going to be one of those things where, um, you know, as the game rolls around, uh, you'll obviously see if he's there or not. Uh, Dylan, any indicator, let's assume, uh, and I think we probably would lean more so that he's not going to play at this point. I, I kind of have a test. You know, it's the Cyclone Fanatic test. If the moderators leave the thread up, there's probably some validity to it, and it's now on, I think, 20 pages or whatever it is. So that tells me there's something there. If it would have been a false rumor, it would have never lasted five minutes with all the help they over have over there. So let's assume that he didn't. Last time we saw Jacob Park and his head football coach on the field, they were kind of getting at each other a little bit. I mean, uh, Campbell seemed to bump him as he walked by, and we saw some animated conversation. I don't know if it goes back to last Thursday. I would hope that it doesn't. Uh, but do you have any idea what it, uh, what this might be about if he doesn't play? I mean, I know it's probably the violation of team rule is going to be what uh, how it's referenced. But can you add any shed any light as to what this might be? Yeah, you hear different things, and you know it's it's probably not fair for me to speak on on the kinds of rumors that are out there. All I know is that it's it's fair to say that this would not be stemming from last Thursday. Um, Matt Campbell came out on Monday and talked about Jacob Park and the conversation that they had after the game and, you know, being the quarterback is a little bit like being the head coach and there's there's certain ownership qualities you have to have in, in the good and the bad and it sounded like things were, were good from Matt's standpoint of it. So it doesn't sound like it's it's any um, disciplinary issue from, from any on-the-field uh you know, occurrence stemming from last week. So it sounds like it's, it's, it's gone another avenue in that area. 
Well, uh, the continued speculation, this is speculation time with Dylan Montz, is uh, if Jacob Park is not going to be part of the team game plan tomorrow, that Kyle Kempt would get the start over Zeb Nolan. If that's the case, Ken and I are both scratching our heads here. Uh, what have you heard about that, if that's a possibility? Yeah, I know. Um, I, I can't remember if it was in the Northern Iowa game or a game earlier this year, but Kyle Kemp uh, yeah. got in and got some reps over uh, Zeb Nolan there. And, you know, if this were to be the case, I think it, uh, it'd be a little bit unfair to ask a redshirt freshman to go in and, and start a game at quarterback at number three Oklahoma, a, a team that's, you know, looked, looked fairly dominant throughout this year, um, you know, has a, has a pretty good front seven itself. So, I think they'll go with Kemp just because of the age and experience um, in that area. He's been in college, obviously, several years longer. Um, so it just puts him in maybe a little bit better position than Zeb Nolan. So if that if this whole Jacob Park thing turns out to be true, I think that probably is the route they'll go. Do you think you'd see Zeb Nolan at any point? It seems like they'd want to get him some game action, maybe not start. And I don't disagree with what you're saying. I just wanted to see Zeb Nolan play because there was, I mean, Dylan, you you well know, we, we talked about it. You think back to last August prior to the injury, there was a lot of buzz around Zeb Nolan. Um, do you think you will see him tomorrow, even if he doesn't start, if indeed the Park thing is true? Yeah, I certainly think it's possible. Anytime they have talked about Zeb Nolan, they, they like what he brings to the table. They like his demeanor. Uh, his skill set and his arm are, are both really good. So I think there could be a thing where, um, you know, you could see Zeb Nolan, Kyle Kemp's there. You could also see maybe David Montgomery run some Wildcat. I mean, there's there's plenty of different options that they could have to try to, to piece together what, what Park would leave behind there. Um, so it will be interesting to see kind of uh, how they go about divvying up snaps or, or kind of the route they take with it. But I, I think it, it's probably fair to say um, if Zeb Nolan would not start, uh, that he could see he could see some reps there at some point in the game. Well, you mentioned David Montgomery, and obviously that was the conversation a week ago. Him not getting the touches, concerted effort against Oklahoma, try to shorten that game, and a bunch of David Montgomery. Is that the game plan in your mind? Yeah, I think it's got to be. Uh, Oklahoma obviously can overpower teams with with offense and Baker Mayfield and you know Matt Campbell has referenced that offensive line of Oklahoma's and how how much that is an integral part of of what they do offensively, giving Baker Mayfield time and space to go out and make the plays he makes. So I think to shorten the game and shorten possessions and limit possessions is the way that Iowa State is going to try to stay in this. I think uh especially what you saw after last week in the, the limited number of carries and runs that Iowa State utilized in its offensive plan. I think they got to go a little bit more the other way, not only to try to regain that balance, but also, like we've said, to, to just give itself a chance against a team like Oklahoma. Uh, Dylan, last thing for you. Dylan Mons, Ames Tribune. Dylan will be back with us on Monday to recap the game and to talk about Matt Campbell's press conference that would have taken place earlier that morning. Well, when we talked early in the week, uh, Dylan, I, I mentioned the fact that I really thought DeMonte Ruth uh, made some plays uh, versus Texas a week ago. I know that Payne apparently has been practicing again. Is it Payne and Peavy? Uh, what, what are you hearing about Payne's availability? Has he passed his injury, do you think? Yeah, I, it sounds like he's getting there. Um, you know, Matt Campbell didn't come out and flat out say he's, he's good to go and he'll start. He didn't go quite that far, but it sounds like you will see Payne in there at least uh, a little bit. I would guess if he's healthy enough to go that he will start just to try to get him in there early. Uh, but they really like what they have with DeMonte Ruth. He came in and played 94 snaps between special teams and defense against Texas and, and graded out pretty well. It sounds like he had a fumble recovery, seven tackles. So he, he really, I think, um, is, is, 
turning the heads of some coaches there on defense just to kind of show them that they do have some depth and they have some accountability and reliability from some guys maybe they didn't think um, they they had necessarily in their arsenal at the beginning of the season. So I think if they get pain back, it's only encouraging with the way DeMonte Ruth has played that they kind of have some more guys to float around back there. Dylan Montz, Ames Tribune, taking our last look at Iowa State. Dylan, we'll talk to you on Monday. Thank you. Yep, sounds good, guys. Take care. Yep, Dylan Montz, Ames Tribune. Last look at Iowa State and Oklahoma. Last look at Iowa and Illinois. They both play at 11 o'clock tomorrow morning. Here's Tom Kakert, HawkeyeReport.com. Tom, Trent, and Ken. How are you, Tom Kakert? Doing well. How about you guys? Hey, doing fine. You want to start with the uh, the Patrick McCaffrey announcement that caught everybody off guard. Uh, nobody saw that one coming. Um by all accounts, he's a pretty good player, uh, Tom. I've I've never seen him play. Uh, is is he the best of the two brothers? I mean, potential wise, Connor's a baseball player. I think right. He's got he's got some uh, uh, he's got some ability baseball wise. Is Patrick of the two the better basketball prospect? Yeah, I think so. I think he's got more upside uh, potential. Where you know, I think Connor was kind of he's kind of limited in terms of basketball i think he he's just he is who he is or i think patrick there's there's a ceiling that he has not even approached mm-hmm. reaching yet he's already a really good player i i honestly think he could be uh he's got to put on some weight but if he gets stronger and puts on a little bit more weight um not a lot but just you know enough that uh he could be potentially you know a top 20 player in the country in his class Tom, I'm not sure if you had an opportunity. I know you were driving to East Lansing. You might have been in your room last uh, in, in time, and or maybe you didn't even care about Illinois Nebraska <laughs> last week. Uh, did you watch Illinois, Tom? I sip, sip, uh, clued us in yesterday just how many freshmen, true freshmen, that Lovey Smith uh, is is playing on on that team. They've switched quarterbacks this week. Uh, Tom, Illinois is not very good, I guess, is what you're going. But I, but now that you know, Sip kind of. Uh, uh, let us peek behind the curtain. We know why with as, as young as they are. Did you see Illinois Nebraska last week? I didn't. I saw them. Was it the, was it the week before when they played? No, two weeks before then. When they whenever they played South Florida, I saw about half of that game, and they got their doors blown off in that one. So uh, I've peeked at them a couple times this year. I saw one of their earlier games, a little bit of it too, and they're just not very good because they're young and they're just. You know that that quarter, the quarterback that they replaced um, couldn't throw the ball. Um, now they'll have Jeff George, who can throw a little bit. He throws to the wrong jersey a lot too, <laughs> uh, but uh, he's at least a little more of a thrower. But he's also kind of a stuck in the pocket guy. Where uh, Crouch, the other guy, was uh, more mobile and could at least do some things with his feet. So uh, we buried the lead here. Listening to your podcast uh, yesterday, Oh, Tom. yes, good one. And all of a sudden, you know, I'm, I'm doing a little work, and I... <laughs> Tom, you're saying that Brian Ferentz broke his hand after the Michigan State game. you got to fill us in with the details, what you know. I, I don't It wasn't even during the game. I think it was after the game. I think it was during the game. I don't know a lot of the details. I just know that uh, got... Um, Heard from a couple people, and they said, uh, you guys will have some questions for Brian when he shows up for his press conference in, uh, during the bye week when we normally get the coordinators because they'll have something on his hand. And 
said he had a moment of frustration and uh, punched something and, uh, um, you know, and, and uh, has a broken hand. They believed it was a broken hand. And uh, someone I know spotted him uh, with a, kind of a brace on his hand after the game. So um, I think he got frustrated like a lot of Iowa fans were frustrated on Saturday. I'm going to guess uh, being <laughs> – on the practice field with the offensive line this week, in the meeting room with the offense. Not Has it been a very enjoyable experience? I don't think it was a very enjoyable experience for them this week. I don't think film was probably enjoyable on Sunday. I don't think uh, being on the practice field on Monday or Tuesday was going to be a very enjoyable experience if you were uh, a guy who uh, coaches or who plays in Brian's former position because I think he's – and just talking to Boone Myers this week, they have lost their physical edge. That's what Iowa football is all about on the offensive line is having that physical edge and being tough, hard, physical players. And you watched that Michigan State game, and I watched it again on tape the other night, and it was just they just kind of went through the motions. They just ran to spots. Guys were running right by them. They're not picking up the run blitz. And you saw Akron Wadley getting hit three yards in the backfield, and he barely gets the ball, and he's hit. And you're not going to do very well. And I think Akram, after the game, talking to him, it was a completely different kid than I've experienced in the last four years with Akram, who's usually a lighthearted, fun guy to talk to, win or lose. And he was as angry, short, and frustrated as I've ever seen the kid. Hmm, interesting. Uh, it sounds as though he's going to get some of that load lightened a little bit this week. Uh, Kelly Martin and Young apparently going to get more reps, and I don't know if it's a product of Illinois. I don't know if it's a product of Wadley, you know, not having Butler there, and he's been asked to carry more. But it, but it sounds like Tom, as we go back to Tuesday early in the week with the press conferences, that Young and Kelly Martin will get the ball a little bit more this week than they did the the previous week. I always say wait and see, see if 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 they get a little bit of a lead, I think you'll see that. I otherwise, I think you're going to see a lot of Wadley and. I think, you know, we're going to see Brandon Snyder and, yep. um, you know, he, he may start as, as remarkable in as that place in Taylor's place. No, he'll start at free. And then they, they're, I, I think the plan is that they'll probably move, um, uh, hooker okay. over to Taylor's spot, okay. but Taylor's going to play too. So they're, I don't think they want a heavy workload, Brandon. And I think we might see a different punter out there a little bit well, too. That wouldn't hurt either. With the uh, the rain, could could that maybe derail things a little bit here? Guy coming off an ACL, if it's going to be wet conditions, and how's the field going to play? Have we seen a rain game since the new turf's been installed? Not this brand new turf. We right. have not had any because uh, they just put it in the summer, and there's not been a rain game. I don't know if they've practiced on it um, in the rain. They may have, but uh, we have not seen a game. But it's a field turf. I mean, it's going to be. They've played in rain before. Uh, it's probably going to react pretty much the same. And I don't think they're worried. That, you know, with the ACL repair, it's not really the actual ACL that you're worried about and blown out. Um, you know, just um, based on what I've I've known, and I've, I've had an ACL repair, so I kind of have at least personal experience with it. But just talking to other people who've had it and talking to doctors about it, the ACL is usually stronger in the repaired knee than it is in your mm-hmm. other knee that you may not have repaired. What happens is you get you're more susceptible to hamstrings, quad strains, um, things of that nature. 
um, just because those muscles recover because you have atrophy after the surgery and it just takes time and can't rush mother nature. I mean, he's met all the milestones, but you worry about, uh, you know, some of those strains that might uh, pop up. So I think they're going to try and not put a heavy workload on Brandon, but at least get him out in the field and see what he can do. Getting our last look at uh, Iowa, Illinois with Tom Caker at HawkeyeReport.com. Tom, uh, back to Tuesday again. Maybe you read something different into this. I took the comments on James Butler that that maybe he's a little bit behind schedule. That you know the the original plan was to get him back after the bye for the Northwestern game. I took it that that maybe not as set in stone as they thought it was when the injury first occurred. Where on you on James Butler? Do you think he's behind uh, what was originally uh, put out there? I think it was maybe a little more uh, of a of an injury than they initially thought when they put that timeline out. That's kind of what I've heard is that maybe it's a, it might, it might take a little longer for that to get healed up and get completely ready to go back on the football field. So it, it might not be, you know, it may be uh, Minnesota, it may be Ohio state before they get him back. Um, But it just depends on how he, I think they'll really reassess it uh, after the bye week and see where he's at at that point. So, uh, Tom, you're from the Quad Cities, Iowa-Illinois, a rivalry there. We know Iowa State here is certainly the most important, at least for where we are. That Illini rivalry, has it dissipated with the basketball struggles, especially the football struggles that have happened, or is it still a big deal, at least in the Quad Cities? You know, it's just, it's not, it's it's weird because, you know, Champaign is three hours away from here. It's as close to here as Chicago is. So it's just it's just not as I mean there's a good number of Illini fans in the Quad Cities, but it just doesn't have that kind of fever pitch. There, the Quad Cities is an Iowa town. It just is. It's it's a Hawkeye town. Even on the Illinois side, it's a it's more of a Hawkeye town than it is an Illini town. So it's just always been more Iowa. But there's a fairly vocal amount of Illinois fans that are. Uh, in the Quad Cities, but just Illinois football, nobody cares. That's just how it is. <laughs> yeah. Illinois fans don't even care about Illinois football, and they just don't. Uh, you looked at that crowd last week. There probably, I mean, there were probably ten thousand Nebraska fans there, and Absolutely. probably about ten thousand Illinois fans, and that was about it. Yeah, it's and kind of fifty-fifty. The way it is, the way it is with when Iowa goes down there, it's a lot of Hawk fans. Mm-hmm. Probably uh, maybe a thousand students there if they're lucky. Mm. Um, it's just they don't have any energy there. At least the basketball, I think there's still a pretty decent rivalry there. Well, Tom, the Hawks are off next week, but uh, we're not letting you off the hook. We'll talk to you next Friday. We'll kind of recap the bye week with you in our last look. All right, Tom Cakert? That, that that sounds good. I'll talk to you uh, from uh, poolside out in uh, out in our, our favorite uh, city in America, oh. celebrating my fifteenth anniversary with my wife. Well, you know what? Maybe we should give you the day off. I didn't realize. <laughs> no, that. no, no. I'm going to be no. You guys call. I, I don't have anything to do. I'll be sitting by pool in Vegas. So. Where are you staying? We're going to stay at the MGM. Very nice. Can't go wrong. Good yes. stuff, Tom. Uh, we will talk to you uh, in Vegas next week. Thank you, Tom Kakert. Sounds good. Thanks, guys. Good to talk to you. Tom Kakert.
uh, joining us here. And he will next week from LV. And uh, Tom likes to fire. So we might fire a couple of uh, gambling-related questions at him, too. How about the tweet we got earlier? Very, very funny. It was very I good. It was very good. Let me, let me find it. Uh, Logan Four State. Always find it funny when you two degenerates, Trent and myself, follow Dave Ramsey on 1700. Get out of debt, followed by Let's Talk Betting Lines. <laughs> So true. Well done, Logan, for state. Uh, uh, we'll get back into the NFL. The head cheese, Dave Sinekin and Nick Athen, who covers the Chiefs, will join us in the next segment. It's the Ken Miller Show. Trent Connor and myself with you Monday through Friday from noon until 2 on 1700 KBGG. 1700 KBGG brings you Westwood One coverage of the NFL all season long through the Super Bowl. Hey, it's Trent Condon here from Jimmy B and TC. If you've been talking and thinking about improving your health, I have an idea for you. Do what I did. Call New Leaf Wellness. My weight had been increasing, my endurance during workouts was waning, and I was just feeling sluggish. New Leaf Wellness put together a program to help me lose weight, improve my energy, and they can do the same for you. Call New Leaf Wellness today at 515-650-1358 to schedule a free, no-obligation consultation. That's 515-650-1358 for New Leaf Wellness. And tell them TC sent you. Now, we'd never tell you what kind of truck to drive, but what kind of snowplow? Well, that's a different story. For more than 65 years, Fisher Plows have been getting the job done reliably and efficiently. From heavy-duty commercial plows, V-plows to break through deep snow drifts, or a personal snow plow for your half-ton truck, you'll find the Fisher Plow that's right for your need at Shuling Hitch in Des Moines and Ames. It's time to upgrade your blade with a new Fisher Plow from Shuling Hitch. Visit ShulingHitch.com. The prices at some Halloween attractions are scarier than the events themselves. That's why we're bringing you Half Off Haunts. You'll save 50% at these great places for Halloween fun. Like Howell's Pumpkin Patch. Howell's Pumpkin Patch is loaded with pumpkins and farm fun, including a corn maze, giant bull slide, great pumpkin jumping pad, new this year eight-person international harvester pedal tractor, and push-pull tractors and more. Another Half Off Haunt is Scream Acres at Bloomsbury Farm in Atkins. Scream Acres features four different attractions. Cell Block Z, the Carnival Chaos, the Slaughterhouse, and Haunted Cornfield. The final half-off haunt is the Pumpkin Ranch in Winterset. Home of Iowa's Mega Corn Maze, Jump Pillows, Zip Lines, Giant Tube Slide, a Toddler Town, and Pumpkins. Learn more about these half-off haunts now with the sweet deals at 1700kbgg.com. Quantities are limited. Don't miss your chance to save 50% at these great places for Halloween fun. Half-off haunt. Villaggio Italian Restaurant brings real homemade Italian to you. Fantastic food, great service, and an elegant vibe that feels like home. All your favorites from the original in Norwalk and an expanded menu with the newest location on 100th Street in Urbandale. Plus, one of the best happy hours in the metro from 3 to 6 each weekday. When you're thinking Italian, make it Villaggio. Pizza, pasta, sandwiches, and more. Two locations, Sunset Drive in Norwalk and 100th Street in Urbandale. Villaggio Italian Restaurant. Every 90 minutes, someone is diagnosed with ALS, and every 90 minutes, someone passes away from the disease. Help provide support to these families and the ALS Association Iowa chapter by participating in this year's Des Moines Walk to Defeat ALS. The walk takes place on Saturday, October 7th at Principal Park. Registration begins at 8.30 a.m. with the walk beginning at 10. Registration is free at this great family-friendly event. Join the fight against ALS by walking with the ALS Association Iowa chapter 
chapter on October 7th. Learn more at walktodefeatals.org. Cap is back. Flag Guy here. We're proud to sponsor the foremost expert on all things Chicago, Dave Kaplan, weekly here on the Ken Miller Show. While Cap has the behind the scenes on your favorite Chicago sports team, we have the flags, Bears, Bulls, Blackhawks, Sox, Cubs. We've got them all. Northwestern, too. I guess they kind of count. Check out our Chicago flags and a whole lot more online at heartlandflags.com. And peep the retail store, too. 3719 Southwest 9th, Des Moines. Since 1993, Wolf Construction has been Des Moines' choice for residential and commercial roofing. From complete re-roofing to small leaks, call Wolf Construction at 225-8866 for your roofing needs. Call 225-8866 to set up your roofing consultation or online at wolfconstruction.net. That's wolfconstruction.net for Wolf Construction. A-plus rating from the Better Business Bureau. wolfconstruction.net. It's football season, and that means that it's time to find your spot for all the big games. Trent Cotton here for Draft House 50 on Mill Civic Parkway in West Des Moines. 48 big screen TVs, all the games on college Saturdays, and the NFL on Sundays. Draft House 50 in West Des Moines. But it's not just about having all the great games on. You need more than that. You need great food. Draft House 50 has just that. Huge burgers. My favorite, the pizza burger. Ground beef, Italian sausage, mozzarella cheese, little marinara, and pepperoni. Big burgers, great sandwiches, pizza. You want to go with the lighter fare? They got salads and appetizers for you as well. And you can't forget about the beer. It's in the name, Draft House 50. Local beers on tap, micro brews, whatever you're in the mood for, make it Draft House 50 in West Des Moines. Your football headquarters, Draft House 50, 6240 Mill Civic Parkway in West Des Moines. I'll see you there. You found your home for real sports talk for real sports fans. 1700 KBGG. Hi, welcome back. It's the Ken Miller Show. Trent Conant and myself with you noon to 2, Monday through Friday. Let's leave the college game behind back into the NFL with a couple of looks at our local teams, the Packers and the Cowboys. Maybe the best game of of the week on Sunday. Chiefs in a big spot as well. Their Sunday night football, uh, they travel to Houston to take on the Texans. We saw this game last year in the playoffs, Dave Sinekin. It was unbelievably entertaining, more so if you're a Packer fan, obviously. Packers, Cowboys, and here we go again. What a great NFC rivalry. Yeah, it is. And uh, I was actually at the regular season meeting in Lambeau where Zeke ran up and down the field and, and Dak Prescott really showed that he's the real deal. So uh, Dallas had their way with us in October, but uh, Packers obviously came back when it counted and took care of business on, you know, that, that Rodgers to Jared Cook pass might have been the play of the year in the NFL last year, at least from my perspective it was. No, it was a heck of a play, no doubt about it. You know, when you look at Dallas, and I watched them very closely get throttled by Denver, and they couldn't do anything, and Ezekiel Elliott, I don't think he had 10 yards on the ground that uh, that day. Dave, I don't think that this is the Dallas team that everybody expected. Uh, they were, I think, one of the, if not the favorite in the NFC. They were clear, certainly on that uh, on that very short list. So were the Packers, granted. But I'm not sure the, uh, the Cowboys are as good, at least at this point in the season, as most thought that they would be. Well, they're, they're definitely not the same team, Ken, that's for sure. I mean, they lost two members of that offensive line, and, and it showed Zeke is averaging 3.6 yards a carry. He's only got two runs of 
20 yards or more, so he's not been explosive. That line is not run-blocking like it did a year ago, and then I think three-fourths of their secondary left via free agency. So they have a much different-looking back end. And then when their emotional defensive leader, Sean Lee, is not on the field, that defense, frankly, is a sieve. And he was out last week, and the Rams were able to go up and down the field. He hasn't practiced yet this week. I haven't heard today's report, but I don't think it looks great for Sean Lee. So this team is definitely not the same team as it was a year ago. And I don't know, I call me among the people that was pulling for him to beat the Rams last week because they're a desperate team this Sunday. Mm. Losing back-to-back home games would be a, a real tough thing for them heading into a bye where they'll have two weeks to think about it. So uh, I don't love the timing. I think uh, Dallas is going to be ready, angry, embarrassed, focused, and they're going to give their best shot to Green Bay. Well, we could uh, talk really all the rest of the show if we wanted to about the Packers' injuries. They continue to pile up. But uh, let's start at running back. Uh, Ty Montgomery, rib injury, some talk maybe. They're trying to work on uh, some kind of padding that work. Difficult with a rib injury and a, and a running back, though. And, and just the running backs in general, how, how that looks to play out, at least for this weekend and the foreseeable future. Yeah, it's a tough one to call. I think Green Bay's medical team is tends to be pretty conservative and the report is Montgomery has multiple broken ribs, and you could protect that. It's really a pain issue thing. I don't think it can get a lot worse, but he's a running back. I mean, he's going to absorb hits all day. I guess I'd be surprised if he plays. He was out at practice on Thursday in individual drills but did not take part in the team drills. Uh, I think Aaron Jones might be the guy the Packers lean on this week. He showed a little something when he went in after Jamal Williams went down with the knee injury. Williams appears healthy. He practice fully so he might figure into the mix but just have a feeling we might get a, a good look at Aaron Jones and see what he might bring to the table this week. Uh, Carlos Correa has gone deep Houston and the Red Sox Houston with a 2 nothing lead in that ball game. Uh, offensive line wise Dave Bakhtiari and of course Belaga they've been uh, in, out of the lineup more than they've been in the lineup. Um, your thoughts on the two offensive linemen and the uh, the Cowboys got a guy who can rush the football, rush the quarterback as well. Uh, seven and a half sacks uh, for Demarcus Lawrence, who's really come out of nowhere. Offensive line going to be tested. Will Balaga and Bakhtiari be able to go? Uh, my sense is, I don't. I guess I'd be surprised if Bulaga plays. It's a high ankle sprain. You know how those things tend to take a while to heal. They brought him back a week or two ago, and he reaggravated it. So. I know he's been out there practicing in a limited capacity. I hope he can go, certainly against Demarcus Lawrence, because uh, McCray, Rodney McCray, the fill-in, will really have his hands full, and Green Bay will really have to watch where Lawrence is. Get a sense, Bakhtiari might be ready to go. I don't know anything, but I think of the two tackles, Bakhtiari appears closer. Um, Green Bay has not had their two tackles on the field yet this season. Wow. So uh, it's kind of remarkable that the 3-1, and one, though they did have three home games in the first four, and you're supposed to win – your home games, I think, with or without your tackles. Um, I don't think you'll see them both out there this week. Minnesota follows. Um, that's obviously a huge division <laughs> yeah. game. The, the big piece of injury news, and, and for your listeners especially, just in the last hour, Mike Daniels has announced he is ready to go and will be playing huge. on Sunday. And as you guys know, he's the Packers' best defensive yep. player. It allows them to stay in the nickel, which I think you want to do against Dallas, even though they're going to feed Zeke. I, I think with Daniels on the field, the run-stopping, uh, can be effective in that nickel defense. So getting Mike Daniels back on the field, if he's close to 100%, is a huge shot in the arm for the Packers' defense. 
Well, you mentioned the nickel, and they call it the micro, uh, the the Mike micro package. Excuse me. You know, it's uh, Dom Capers. What he's doing, moving to this nickel more and more. Explain the thought process behind it, if you can, for us, Dave. And and it sounds like something that they're going to go with, kind of in the foreseeable future. Yeah, where well, the Packers' defense has really gotten beat in recent years is in the middle of the field with slow-footed inside linebackers in that three-four. Now, they like Blake Martinez and uh, Jake Ryan, and now Joe Thomas, though he's hurt. Uh, those are pretty good guys in the run-stopping game, but the real liabilities when they're asked to uh, try to cover a tight end or a running back. So what Capers has done is put a safety up there at, at inside linebacker, Morgan Burnett playing a lot up there, the rookie Josh Jones now getting some play, and it's just putting more speed on the field and allowing them, uh, in their minds, to have a much better chance to cover uh, those tight ends and running backs. It does cost you a bit in the run game because you don't have a big linebacker there to wrap up guys, uh, but they really like the play they're getting up front. Uh, the first-round pick a year ago, Kenny Clark, has really stepped up. The guy's 21 years old in his second year and has really grabbed up the, uh, the uh, trash heap. Ahmad Brooks and, and Quentin Dial up front have really stepped right into this defense and made a huge impact. So the run stopping up front up with Clark and Dial and now Daniels back I think gives Capers a little more peace of mind that he can put an extra safety on the field. Morgan Burnett's even playing some slot corner for this team right now because there are issues uh, with some underperforming cornerbacks. But just adding an extra D-back on the field, they feel, is going to put them in better position to deal with Atlanta if they have to meet them again late in January. Uh, last thing, theheadcheese.com is where you can read his entire breakdown of this game. Do the uh, Packers go into Dallas and come out with a, another victory? Yeah, this is this is tough. I'm, every expert I've heard is picking Dallas this week. If Sean Lee does not play, I know it's just one guy. I just honestly don't think Dallas can stop Green Bay when they need to. I think it's a high-scoring field goal kind of game. But Aaron Rodgers is 13 and two against Rod Marinelli defenses. I think win 14 comes very late, uh, early Sunday evening mm-hmm. down in Dallas. Good stuff, Dave. We'll talk to you next week. The border battle, Packers Vikings, always a fun week. Thank you, Dave. Okay, guys, have a good weekend. Yep, you do the same. Dave Sinekin, theheadcheese.com. Nick Athen, he's been covering the Chiefs for, well, he's in his second decade minimum. How long, Nick Athen, <laughs> have you covered the Chiefs? Uh, wow, that's a good question. It's been at least 20 years. There you go. I've been around him a long time. Uh, it's it's, it's yep. a fun time to be a Chiefs fan. It's a fun time to, to cover the Chiefs right now. They're the lone unbeaten team in the NFL. Uh, here comes yep. Houston. Um in, with, with a quarterback who looks as though his light has gone on uh, in Deshaun Watson, when you watch right. Deshaun Watson play, he doesn't. I mean, he did look like a rookie earlier, but he certainly didn't against Tennessee uh, this past week. How do you think um, they will try and stop Deshaun Watson from doing what he's been doing so far? Well, I mean, you know, like I said, major. You put the nail on the head. Major props for what he's done the last two weeks. You know, a loss at New England and last week against the Titans. And I actually thought the Titans were going to win this game. Listen, I didn't think he'd be this far along. I certainly thought he'd be, you know, a really good quarterback. I still maintain Patrick Mahomes will be the better of the two long term. However, Watson's on the field now. What he's doing is just what he did at, at Clemson. He's just taking what the defense has given him. Now, you know, he's had some success, a lot of it the last two weeks, but he's also made a lot of mistakes. So he's, he's thrown some picks, um, but he's getting comfortable in that offense. He clearly has that. This is his offense now. Tom Savage is a, you know, is, is, is a story long gone. I mean, this is Watson's team. But 
I think for the Chiefs to defend him properly, what they're going to have to do is they're going to have to get a guy like uh, like Derek Johnson who's going to have to shadow him. If he moves left, he goes that way. If he goes left, he right, he goes that way. If he starts to run, if, he's, if, the, if the line breaks down, then you shoot the gap and get after him. But if they just sit back and let this guy use his natural athletic ability, he's going to put some pretty good numbers up on Kansas City. Nick, uh, the Chiefs come into this one second in total yards in the NFL offensively. Defensively, they're 26 in yards given up per game. Which is a more surprising stat to you? Um, actually, they're both surprising to me, to be perfectly honest <laughs> yeah. with you. You know, I, I didn't think this offense would be this good. I mean, I thought it would be better than it was a year ago, only because I thought at the onset of training camp this was the best offensive line that that Andy Reid and, and Alex Smith have had, uh, you know, in their tenure together. But defensively, I mean, you know, they've, they've done a really good job, and it's kind of surprising. You know, Chris Jones really hasn't played lights out yet, and, and, and they've got some guys in the secondary that, you know, are still kind of finding their way. Um, the linebacker situation is, you know, they're, they're moving guys in and out trying to find the right mix. So if you look at this team defensively, you think, wow, you know, how are they stopping teams at all? And they've done a pretty good job. Now, they're – they're similar to what they've been in the past. I mean, they certainly give up yards, you know, in the middle of the field, but they, they bunker down. And, and uh, I, I, I thought – I didn't think the loss of Eric Berry was going to hurt this team that much, but I also didn't think that uh, we'd still have some question marks about this defense, despite the fact that they're, they're 4-0. And they played, uh, played really, really well in crunch time, uh, in particular the last three games. Uh, offensive line-wise, though, some injuries. Uh, the, the Canadian doctor, uh, Devernay Tardif, yep. is out. Uh, Mitch Morse, their center, is out. Um, yep. I mean, that, that, that's pretty <laughs> critical pieces of this line going up against a really stout uh, defense for those Texans. They can get after the quarterback, and the Chiefs line going to be without a couple of starters. Yeah, they're they're going to be tested. But, you know, fortunately, they, they have some experience. You know, They haven't uh, brought in Cameron Irving yet. I I expect maybe he gets some time, I and mean, Parker Inger's probably not going to play this weekend. Um, you know, he'll he'll return to the starting lineman. You know, Brian Witzman, who I've kind of belittled a little bit over the first couple of games, really had a, a pretty good game uh, last week, last uh, last Monday night against the Redskins. I thought he made a lot of adjustments in the, you know, in the uh, second, third, and fourth quarter, especially when uh, uh, Tardif went out on that injury. Um, you know, Mitchell Schwartz has been steady. Eric Fisher is dealing with a back issue. He's kind of shaky, but. You know, Jordan Devy came in and played really well, and they've got Zach Fulton there at center. And I, I think Zach personally is a better center than Mitch Morris. I think I think when he comes back, I'd really like to see Mitch Morris and Parker Inger be the guards going forward. I think that would give Andy Reid five really versatile guys. But, you know, they have some depth now, and they're using it, and they've had these guys and working with them and training with them. And uh, right now it's their turn to step up. But against Houston, I mean, they've got three guys that can get after the quarterback, and it's going to be very, very difficult for the Chiefs to run the same kind of offense. They're going to have to move the pocket a little bit. They're going to have to do more screen passes. They're going to have to throw balls more out the flat. They're going to have to do a lot of wide receiver screens, a lot of slants. I mean, they're going to have to pick up the pace of this offense about a half a second if they're going to keep pace with this uh, with the Houston Texans defense. Alex Smith uh, shows up in the injury report after <clears throat> the football pretty <throat> effectively. Uh, didn't run it a ton last year, a little more so far this season. Right now, right. we practice all week. He's all good. But you know, taking that dimension away, if that ankle injury is maybe a little more substantial, a little bit concerning going forward? You know, it, it, it's 
it's concerning to me only because of the defense that he's facing this week, and and um, and the fact that you know he's going to have to go against JJ Watt, you know Whitney Marsalis, John Clowney, uh, Jadavian Clowney. I mean that's 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 a load, and and so like I said, if he's if he's not a hundred percent, he can still be effective. They can still move the ball. They certainly still have enough weapons. I'm not as much sold on the on the on the on the secondary. Of the, uh, of the of the Texans, I think there's definitely some exploiting that can go on there, especially at the safety position. I think they're very weak at safety, um, so a lot of passes over the middle, a lot of quick slants will be available. But you know, it's always a concern when your mobile quarterback isn't 100% to be mobile against a team he's going to have to be mobile against. So uh, we'll see if, uh, if if the injury is a lot worse, and you know, maybe the Panthers will get what they want. Maybe they'll get Patrick Mahomes in this football game one way or the other. Well, the 4-0, Nick, and I remember talking prior to the season, we we didn't, not that the Texans was going to be an easy game, but we both kind of felt that this was uh, the, the last maybe breather. Uh, we thought Tom Savage was going yep. to be the quarterback at the time. Of course. Uh, but now all of a sudden this game is no longer the breather we thought it was. And this is on the, you know, on the precipice of Steelers at Raiders on a short week, Broncos at yep. Cowboys. This next five games, the Giants game, I mean, the game's on the road, but the Giants are awful. Uh, this next yep. five games, uh, Nick, look, I don't think there's any way you're getting through it unbeaten. I don't think even you do. Nope. Um, nope. But, uh, look, the, the team's off to a 4-0 start where they need to be. This next five weeks, yikes. Yeah, the most the most critical games in that stretch are going to be Sunday night against Houston because they could be a division winner. And then they've got Pittsburgh at home which could be and will be likely be the division winner. They've already got the head-to-head tiebreaker against the, the, uh, the um, New England Patriots. Yep. They've faced the, the, the Raiders on the Thursday night when Carr probably will return to the starting lineup. You know, that's, they've played well out there. Uh, I mean, those are, those are the two, three critical games. You know, at Dallas, I don't expect the Chiefs to win that football game, even, even though the Cowboys are nowhere close to what they were. And going at the Giants after the bye week, you know, that's going to be tough, too, because the Chiefs don't, just don't win in New York. And it's just all that simple. You can look at the odds and statistics, and I think it's like 20%. So if they can get to the next three and they whiff on, and then, and they can whiff on um, Dallas and uh, whiff on uh, the Giants, I'd be happy. But it's a tough five games. The Broncos, up, of course, in there, too. They're not the same team on the road as they are at that's home. That's true. So. <laughs> the tone will be set this weekend. I don't think the Chiefs are going to win this football game Sunday. Just, I just think that there's, you know, the way they've they've kind of had spurts where they've kind of let down offensively and defensively the last couple of weeks. You know, you've got some you've got some turmoil on offense and defense. You got Travis Kelsey still mouthing off, and of course you got the Marcus Peters situation. Not only with his play on the field, but going after Chiefs fans. There's there's a little unrest with this football team, and, and this is not a team in Houston that you can take for granted and take lightly. Now, I will say this: with all that said, the benefit of the Texans playing the kind of game that they did last week. If anybody in that locker room and the Chiefs locker room felt that maybe this was a layup game, they no longer feel that way. So maybe this is a, this is a game where the Chiefs elevating to the fact that, hey, this is a really good football team. They are AFC contenders, and we've seen what the Chiefs have done so far with four really good football teams. And I, I count the Chargers as a good football team because they have the ability to win football games. They're just not doing it late in the fourth quarter. So, um, you know, I, I don't think they'll take this team lightly, whereas if, if the game didn't happen this past weekend, I think they might have been looking ahead to Pittsburgh. Good stuff, Nick Athen. We will uh, catch up with you next week. Thank you, Nick. Enjoy the weekend. 
right, guys. Thanks for having me on. Appreciate it. Good to it. talk to you. You can follow Nick, Chiefs Insider, at Chiefs Insider. Trent, when we come back, uh, let's go on the record, shall we? Let's do it. Put a lot of good games. out there. Yeah. Did you like the card, This uh, uh, the college and NFL card? I like the college card. I struggled. Yeah. Both of them. I had five and three that I had to dwindle down Did to you? our five. Yeah. Maybe I can borrow a couple of those. I'm struggling. Well, we'll uh, Not the way I'm our picking. Picks. Yeah, right. Uh, our picks coming up next as we finish out the week here on the Ken Miller Show. Trent Conn and myself with you Monday through Friday, noon until 2 on 1700 KBGG. Afternoons, we talk sports on 1700 with Jimmy B and TC, Des Moines' savviest sports duo on The Big Talker, 1700 KBGG. Six months ago, you didn't know what you'd be doing right now. Six months ago, it was cold and snow was still in the forecast. And while six months ago, this time of year wasn't on your radar, it was on ours. Because six months ago, the finest German brewers began brewing some of the best beers in the world. Beer whose recipe hasn't changed in more than a thousand years. Yes, six months ago in Germany, brewers were preparing the beer for the best season of the year. Autumn. Harvest. Oktoberfest. And what better place to enjoy the world's finest Oktoberfest beers than Hessen House? Hard to find beers in limited supply from Eyinger, Weinstefaner, and more. After all, you'd expect a place that has the world's largest selection of German beers in the world would be the best place to celebrate the Oktoberfest season. So join us and raise a liter of some of the best German beers in the world. Beers that you'll only find at the Hessen House, 4th and Court, Des Moines. EBC Tonight, Once Upon a Time Returns, on its new night, Fridays. Are you Henry Mills? Your family needs you. The legend of good versus evil is reborn. With new worlds, new characters. Bibbidi-bobbidi-boo. Cinderella? As a new book opens. Where are we going? To live our story. The season premiere of Once Upon a Time. Tonight at 7, followed by Marvel's Inhumans and Local 5 News at 10. And then, it's time for Friday Night Blitz. There's a packed house in Monroe tonight. Another great night for football. Sports director John Schaefer and the Local 5 sports team break down the matchups, telling your stories on and off the football field. Forcing the fumble Mustangs all over it. Highlighting action and bringing you interactive analysis of over 15 high school games. Hashtag Local 5 Blitz. Or use our Snapchat filter to join the conversation on Friday Night Blitz. Tonight at 1035 on Local 5. Save big this autumn season during Menard's Fall Catalog Sale. Chamberlain makes quality garage door openers that are built to last. Right now, get a half-horsepower chain drive garage door opener with two pre-programmed remote controls for just $129. Or get an ultra-quiet half-horsepower belt drive garage door opener that's perfect for an attached garage. Right now, only $149. Get these and other great deals through October 8th during Menard's Fall Catalog Sale. Save big money at Menard's. What if hiring could be easier, less time-consuming, with more qualified candidates and faster results? What if hiring could be smarter? Thanks to ZipRecruiter, it can be. With one click, post your job to over 100 of the web's leading job boards so you don't spend time wondering where the right candidates are searching. Then ZipRecruiter uses its smart matching technology to scan millions of active resumes and notify the most qualified candidates to apply for your job. And the ZipRecruiter dashboard makes it easy to review, rate, and contact candidates all in one place. No wonder 80% of employers who post on ZipRecruiter get a quality candidate through the site in just one day. ZipRecruiter makes it simple for growing businesses of all sizes to hire the right people, no matter the industry. 
ZipRecruiter, the smartest way to hire. We're so confident ZipRecruiter will get you the results you need. We'll let you try it free. That's right, free. Just go to ZipRecruiter.com slash free. That's ZipRecruiter.com slash free. ZipRecruiter.com slash free. Guys, are you ready to begin your journey to live life better? Are you feeling tired and worn down or looking to improve performance and drive in the bedroom? Looking to burn fat and gain muscle? Then it's time to contact New Leaf Wellness. New Leaf Wellness offers a free, no-obligation consultation. Dr. Robert Seaman and the New Leaf staff will help craft a plan dedicated to you. From testosterone replacement therapy, advanced weight loss, to nutritional therapy, New Leaf Wellness strives to find the plan that will improve your quality of life. Dr. Robert Seaman and New Leaf Wellness. Give them a call today at 515-650-1358. Again, 515-650-1358 for New Leaf Wellness. One more time, 515-650-1358. It's time to live life better with New Leaf Wellness. Call 515-650-1358. That's 515-650-1358. You ever wonder what you look like with a full, natural head of hair? Well, find out. Mr. Executive lets you try before you buy. Get real hair again and a lease with options. Mr. Executive offers a 90-day lease for just $200. At the end of 90 days, if you decide to keep your new hair, the initial investment goes toward the purchase price. Look, don't spend any more money on potions and lotions that don't work. Check the latest in hair replacement online at mrexecutive.com or call 274-4049. Mr. Executive, 70th and University in Windsor Heights. Seventeen hundred KBGG. Time to get our picks. Our picks brought to by uh, who are these? Uh, City View and the Civic Skinny this week. Uh, let's get into our picks. Trent Condon. I made up a little bit of ground on you. You did, yeah. You and were good last week. Yes, I was, and for that reason, for the first time all year, I get the tee box. I have the honors, Trent. Take it away, Kenny Miller. All right, I'm going to start in the NFL. Uh, and again, uh, I did not like the college slate or the NFL slate uh, a lot this week. I'm going to take a couple of dogs in the NFL. Start off with Jacksonville and Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh, I don't think the Steelers are as good as they've been over the past few years. Jacksonville, I don't know. I think they're better than they've been in the last few years. I get eight points in this football game. Uh, Jacksonville and company, I don't think they win, but I think they can keep it tight. I'll take Jacksonville on the road at Pitt, plus eight. Pick number two is also another road dog. Trent and I kind of talked about this game earlier in the week. Arizona and Philadelphia. We both think Philly's having a very good season. I think Carson Palmer, very quietly, who looked as though he's at the end of his career, and he probably is, but at least at this point, even without David Johnson, Carson Palmer hasn't been bad. Game-winning touchdown last week in overtime to Larry Fitzgerald. I will take the points and take Arizona. Two dogs in the NFL. Over to the college game, uh, a couple of Big 12 games uh, for me. Texas Tech is on the road at Kansas. 16.5 point favorite. I'm buying Texas Tech this year. I, I really am. Uh, Coach Gibbs has his defense playing very, very well. Kingsbury, you know about that offense. 16.5, uh, it's Kansas after all. Uh, I will lay the points, take Texas Tech. TCU. West Virginia, maybe the best game in the Big 12 this week. I, don't, I think it is the best game in the Big 12 this week. Primetime afternoon game, uh, 2.30 kickoff. I'm going to give the points in this one as well. Uh, TCU, to me, is a legitimate unbeaten team. 
13 and a half is the number. I, I like what uh, West Virginia's got as far as a roster-wise. I think TCU's uh, got better players. My best bet, let's go to Lincoln. Nebraska never loses at night in Lincoln. Been over a decade. Things are about to change. Whiskey, big, big. Embarrass Nebraska. Lay the 11 best bet. Wisconsin over Nebraska, Trent Condon. All right, we wrap through things. I'll start in the college game, and we have a disagreement right away. Give me those Cornhuskers. Getting the 11 wow. points. They're improving against Illinois and Rutgers. Yes, I understand, but I'm going to jump on board Nebraska. The Big Red in a blackout at Memorial Stadium. Game number two to the Big 12 we go. Kansas State getting points against Texas. They own the Longhorns. Bill Snyder owns the Longhorn State. I'll grab four points with confidence in pick number two. To the NFL we go, and I'm going with three favorites here. I don't think I've ever done this before. I don't think you have either. I love dogs. You know me and dogs. We, we get along well. Favorite number one, everyone's trying to get tricky this week. Everybody is betting the Buffalo Bills with a 3-1 and one start. Against Cincinnati. Uh, my Cincinnati. Your Bengals. Cincinnati Bengals. I thought you'd like this one, Ken. Give me the Bungles laying the three to upend that hot Buffalo Bills team. Game number two, Detroit, Carolina. Carolina is getting a lot of love after what happened last week against the Patriots. Pat struggled again against Tampa. I'm not ready to go there. Detroit's good. Mm-hmm. That defense is good. Cam Newton gets bottled up. I'm going to lay the two and a hook. Not even a full field goal at home. That's a long, wrong line in my estimation. I'm going to take the Lions in my final one. The Dallas Cowboys, Green Bay Packers, late afternoon. Just what NFC football is all about is this matchup. The helmets look beautiful against each other. I'm going with the homestanding Cowboys. Too many injuries piling up, and I think they're going to be able to run the football this week, much like we talked about with Iowa, all the kind of slings that have been thrown their offensive line way. Same things happen with the Cowboys this week. Zeke gets going in a big way, and the Cowboys get it done. My best bet was that Cincinnati game. I jumped ahead. I wrote them down in the wrong order. But best bet, Cincinnati laying the three, Detroit laying two and a half, Dallas minus two and a half, and in the college, Nebraska plus 11, K-State plus four. Was, I know you've got high school football tonight. Was to, uh, was your game one of the games that was moved up to 6 o'clock? Yes. Ankeny Centennial Ames, our Central Iowa game of the week. It will be a 6 o'clock kick. So right after Jimmy B and TC, we'll go right into high school football how tonight. You, how are you going to do that? Uh, magic of radio. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> yes, indeed. Uh, folks, we appreciate you listening. We really do. Trent and I are here Monday through Friday from noon until 2. Jimmy B and TC, more local sports on your drive home every day from 4 until 6. That's going to do it for the week. We've got Sunday night football coming up here. The Chiefs, you can hear the game right here on 1700 KBGG. Hey, it's Tiki Barber and Brandon Tierney. We are Tiki and Tierney, giving you the big scoop on all the games. Afternoons on the Big Talker, 1700 KBGG. Boom! Are you sick of the same old tired lunches, leftovers, bad drive through options? Food Dudes Delivery has your answer. Food Dudes delivers for restaurants that don't offer delivery all across the Des Moines metro. Order online at fooddudesdelivery.com and get out of the lunch rut today with Food Dudes Delivery. Place your order for lunch today, dinner tonight, or your office tomorrow at fooddudesdelivery.com. That's fooddudesdelivery.com. 
At Wolf Construction, we do many large construction projects across the Midwest, but we started as a roofing company, and we're still a roofing company today. At Wolf Construction, we don't just show up with a dumpster and trailer in your driveway. We arrive with a business card in hand, ready to take care of your home. Whether it's a simple roof repair, a complete re-roofing project, or a new construction project, Wolf Construction can handle the job. Call Wolf Construction at 515-225-8866 or visit us on the web at wolfconstruction.net. We're a roofing machine. We alarm our houses, and we alarm our cars. But when it comes to your personal information, it can be tough to know when something isn't right. That's where Discover Card can help. Now, we'll send you an alert if we find your social security number on any one of thousands of risky websites. And this service is free for card members. Just sign up online. It's our way of looking out for you, not just your account. Learn more at discover.com slash free alerts. Limitations apply. As a small business owner, you make every dollar count. So what could you do with $10? Go to Vistaprint.com today and you'll get 500 high-quality custom business cards for only $9.99. That's less than $0.02 per card. And at Vistaprint, your satisfaction is absolutely guaranteed. So it's never been easier to turn 500 strangers into connections. Just visit Vistaprint.com and use promo code 3939 at checkout. That's Vistaprint.com, promo code 3939. This is Hal's Yard as Halloween approaches, and summer's harsh heat has turned his lawn into a virtual cemetery. But Hal knows fall is the best time to feed his lawn and repair those scary thin brown patches. So he reaches for Scott's Turf Builder Winter Guard Fall Lawn Food. It feeds and replenishes nutrients. Roots grow deeper and stronger. So next spring, Hal's grass grows thicker and greener. Guaranteed. This is a Scots Yard. Pick up a bag of Scots Winter Guard today. The IRS doesn't mess around. If they want your money, they'll take it. They can take your paycheck and bank accounts too. Even threaten your home or business. And it's about to get worse. The IRS just hired an army of new tax enforcers. So, if you owe back taxes, the smartest thing you can do is call Optima Tax Relief. Optima has access to a special IRS tax assistance program called the Fresh Start Initiative. And their clients that qualify are saving thousands, even tens of thousands. One call starts the process to stop the demand letters, stop aggressive collection actions, and stop that army of new enforcers from targeting you. But don't delay. It's important to act now while you still have options. Optima is A-rated with the Better Business Bureau. Optima has already resolved over a half billion dollars of tax debt for their clients. Get your life back. Call now for your free consultation. Call 800-714-8422. 800-714-8422. 800-714-8422. Optima Tax Relief. Some restrictions apply. For complete details, please visit OptimaTaxRelief.com. Are you in the mood for real, classic, homemade Italian food? Well, I have the spot for you. It's Villaggio. Two locations. The newest location in Urbandale, 2675 100th Street. The original in Norwalk. Classic dishes like cavatelli, spaghetti, lasagna, and vodka rigatoni. Top-notch pizza and awesome sandwiches. A great happy hour and...